720 WGN. I'm Lisa. It's a Foodie Friday. We love to feature some rock star chefs on Fridays. Maybe people you're very familiar with. Maybe people you've never heard of. But let's face it, eating and finding new restaurants is a sport in Chicago. And today we are featuring Chef Jonathan Sawyer from Kindling downtown cookout and cocktails and it's in the willis tower thanks for joining us chef how are you today hey lisa i'm having a blast thanks for thanks for including me on foodie friday really appreciate it i watch you on social media it looks like you're always having a good time and and they identify you obviously accolades james beard award-winning chef but a vinegar evangelist what the heck does that mean well, early on in my career, I realized that vinegar was uh, another one of those fingerprints you can use in the kitchen to sort of differentiate your cuisine from others. But ultimately, it's about balancing flavor. If you don't have enough salt, acid, heat, fat, umami, or sweetness, your plate doesn't make sense. And I always looked at vinegar as that key to unlocking the plate and its flavors. Chef, what are the three tools you can't live without in the kitchen? Well, the older I get, the more I find myself worshiping fire. I really use it as an ingredient, a cooking medium, and a seasoning sort of opportunity. So I would say wood fire. Number two, I love a, I love a teeny tiny knife, like a tornado blade, a bird beak, or a paring knife. I find it's perfect for peeling, turning, and sort of brushing everything. And then a cast iron pan, preferably one that your grandma gave you. The older, yeah. the more American, the more vintage, the better. I've got one of those. I, there's not a day that I cook that I don't use it. I just couldn't live without it either. Um, I agree. Do people uh, do people repeatedly say yes, chef? Are you identified as yes, chef in the kitchen? Well, we have a uh, you know multinational kitchen, so I answer to we chef, see chef, and yes, chef. All three languages, as, many, as well as many others are accepted. Uh, however, colloquially, we do really refer to everybody as chef, not just myself, not just the dishwashers, but it's just kind of a term of endearment we find to use. So if you find yourself at one of my restaurants and I call you chef, it's most certainly a compliment. Uh, and your rotisserie chicken, you shared the brine on your Instagram account. Everybody should follow Jonathan Sawyer on Instagram. Uh, really, that makes or breaks a chicken. You can't just put a chicken in the oven or, you know, in the case of a home cook. Tell them about the brine. That's the truth. And really what I said in this recipe was nobody has the foresight, myself included, who's a 30-year, you know, award-winning television and restaurant chef. I never can think two days in advance of what I'm cooking. So the brine recipe, what I'm giving you is like, uh, oh, I got, I'm going to cook the chicken tonight or I'm going to cook it tomorrow. So you can make the brine the same day you purchase the chicken and roast it the next day. But what it does is it imparts salt, sugar, sweetness, and a little bit of vinegar uh, and, and some spices inside of that chicken. It really remains its tenderness and its moistness, and you can still get a beautiful crispy skin. And you use pickling pickling spices with that in one of your Instagram videos. That's the truth. You know, it's a shortcut. At the end of the day, you can measure out peppercorns, mustard seeds, bay leaves, quattro peas, cinnamon, you know, et cetera, everything that's in your pickling spice, or you can pick up this sort of one-size-fits-all. And the thing I love about pickling spice as opposed to a spice blend is I know what's exactly in it, right? There is no ground spices in there. Everything is whole or cracked. So not to uh, uh, besmirch any of the spice blenders of the world, but every once in a while a little bit of sawdust does find its way into your black pepper that's already ground. I know you are a chef and a partner at Kindling. It's in the Willis Tower, and it features a live fire show kitchen. Tell our audience about that. Well, 
it's debatable if we have the longest or the second longest uh, run of live fire in Chicago. But either way, it's pretty impressive to see whether you're coming in from the Adams or the Franklin side of the hard corner of the first floor of the Willis Tower. But it is 11 and a half feet long, and we have sort of seven different areas for us to cook, reheat, hold, smoke, and just really worship at the uh, foot of an oak fire. One of the things on your menu that caught my eye is an onion brulee. Tell me about that. I think this dish is something that totally exemplifies what we do at Kindling and what I do with my food. And let's take a very simple, almost mundane item, onions, and turn them into something that's transcendental by smoking them over the wood fire on the plancha, dressing them with great arugula, great blue cheese, smoked marcona almonds. The dish is totally transformative. That's a great side to go with any of your chops or fish or even enjoyed by itself. I was on your website. It's Kindling, by the way. This is Chef Jonathan Sawyer. And I love that you use tables and you can choose your seat or choose your table. I know there's a premium with that. You know, there's a charge with that. But to be able to choose the table where you want to sit when you go into a restaurant, I think, means everything. Yeah, I mean, depending on what you're trying to achieve for the evening, whether it's just a a date, a first date, a celebration, or you're trying to close a business deal, where you find yourself in the dining room can totally affect your experience. And the beauty of a restaurant like Kindling is we have two stories, five different dining rooms, some very close to the kitchen, some very close to the hard corner of Adams and Franklin where you see the city going by, and some that are intimate, so you can really tailor that experience to yourself. And, And some tables have a foosball table underneath them? And you've got foosball that you can play, right? Yeah, we do. Both on the terrace, which is opening up in two weeks, which is the only terrace in Willis Tower. It's the second floor. It's 5,000 square feet of food and drinks and foosball, where you can put your food on top of the table and play the foosball directly underneath. Kevin, have you been there yet? No, I've heard nothing but good things, so I can't wait to try it, Chef. Yeah. And, and Jonathan, one of the things that I love that I think everybody should steal off of your Instagram is the tackle box charcuterie. Right. Think of a better way to go to Ravinia Fest or to the beach rather like the snackle box. It's the perfect <laughs> container for whatever kind of food you want to enjoy. Uh, I love it, and I think the simplicity of it is something that people can really gravitate towards. We were talking about old fashions and how different they are in Wisconsin because they use brandy. I would imagine if you go to Kindling, you're getting an old-fashioned with bourbon. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a choose-your-own-adventure situation, but yeah, we definitely love bourbon at the restaurant. And tell me about your last book, House of Vinegar. House of Vinegar was really, you know, my um, first serious cookbook. I had one before called Noodle Kids. That was just me and my kids and 100 recipes we did at home, but this This House of Vinegar was really the secret to how I cook good food, both at home and in the restaurant. And the idea that you can make vinegar really easy, you can use vinegar in ways you would never expect, from uh, desserts to cocktails to fair tonic, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But it's also a beautiful thing that you can use inside of all of your food. So it sort of uses the the acidity as the main sort of balancing component um, of your cuisine. If we come to Kindling, what's the one thing we should absolutely order? I think you got to get the prime beef. You know, everybody has great beef in Chicago, but nobody has the exact same wood setup that we have. This wood-fired oak, all from Wisconsin, and the oak uh, charcoal from the exact same farm in Wisconsin really creates a, a singular flavor. And, you know, the thing I tell people with steaks is it's all personal, right? Get whatever steak and whatever cut 
whatever temperature you want. But if you love the wood-fired flavor, uh, smoke is fat-soluble. So the fattier of the steak you get, the more of that smoky flavor. So you want a lot of smoky flavor, you go for the ribeye. You want just a great steak that happens to be cooked over wood, you pick the filet. But you really can't go wrong. Chef, thanks for sharing a few minutes with us today. We appreciate you. Thank you. You mind if I plug my TV spot that's coming up this Wednesday as well? Please do. We are on, we're, yeah, we're on Guy's Grocery Game. This is the third week of the All-Star Invitational. It's me and 10 other chefs that started. All of us were on Tournament of Champions with Guy Fieri. And this this is sort of a, a challenge where each week one or two chefs are eliminated, and I'm in the top, I'm in the top five now. Oh and my you'll God. see me this week, and you may very well see me next week, and you may very well see me the week after that. You just got to tune in Wednesdays at 9 o'clock on Food Network to find out. I will be watching and will be rooting for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Lisa. Have a great one. You too. Chef Jonathan Sawyer from Kindling. The news is next with Steve on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.